Sarah sat on her bed. It sank, as did her heart. How was she going to leave all this? Her childhood bedroom was wrapping her in invisible arms, protecting her from walking out the door a final time. She gazed for a moment at her small library. Sarah could take a couple of those friends with her, right? Tempted to take one off the shelf, she resisted, knowing if she began reading one for old time's sake, it would end up in her suitcase and get the ball rolling. The Secret Garden, Anne of Green Gables, Wuthering Heights. So many were as dear friends. How many times had she dug in the nurturing earth with Mary and Dickon, cried over the heartaches of Anne Shirley, or agonized over the complicated lives of Heathcliff, the Earnshaws, and the Lintons? Parting with them was almost as bad as parting with her family. You're being stupid. The public library would be right there where she could go and grab another copy. It was as if she was four years old again, and her mother only allowed one toy in the car. She had already chosen her toy. Get a grip. You're growing up. She felt like Joe March, not wanting things to change, but anxious for it all the same. With an effort, she pulled herself from her room and walked around the house, making sure everything was already packed. Glancing at the couch in the living room was a mistake. An image, like an afterglow, swam in front of her as she reminisced about how she and her mom would curl up at either end simply to talk. How many cups of tea did they drink over the years as they had sat there? How often was the tea shared with Grandma Maggie as the women enjoyed the regaling of life in Ireland during the Second World War? Shaking her head to clear away the memories, Sarah walked with as much purpose as she could muster out the front door to help her parents load the SUV. Having lived surrounded by the North Carolina trees all her life, her first impulse was a yearning to take the forest with her. Soon, the forest outside the window would be of buildings. Despite Mom's assurances that Central Park was big enough to find a haven, Sarah still wished her classes were in Murphy. No other haven could compare with home. Murphy, however, was too small to give her much of a future. If she had the talent to get a scholarship to study at New York University, then she had the responsibility to follow through. Resigned to her fate, she grabbed one of the suitcases and nestled it carefully in the back of the SUV next to the harp. This was the one toy, a consoling friend whenever she felt lonely. She wished that it were possible to practice during the drive. Her fingers were already restless, but at five feet tall, the harp proved to be a bad travel companion. It'll be good to have a cruddy, kid-free house for once, her dad said, bringing Sarah in for a bear hug because he sensed his daughter's pre-homesickness. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe now I can finally recover from my rotten dad-itis. She intended to fire back, but her heart was not in it, and the lump in her throat caused the words to come out with a squeak. Oh, come on now her mom chided teasingly. You'll never sing well if you start sounding like that. You know I'll never be a singer, Sarah said. Mom had always hoped Sarah would sing along with playing the harp. Though she could carry a tune well, her bit of warbling was not strong enough for her to be a soloist. What's more, Sarah preferred to concentrate on the voice of the harp itself. It was almost as though her fingers did the singing for her, you be careful now, darling.
Grandma Maggie said with her soft Irish lilt as she pulled her granddaughter into a long hug. Then she held Sarah's face in her wrinkled hands and gave a reassuring smile. They stared at each other with matching green eyes. You are my strong girl. I know you can handle this. A breeze pushed a lock of Grandma Maggie's white hair over her eyes, and Sarah moved it back in place before pulling the lady into another hug.